0: Today I want to talk to you about your beliefs surrounding your self-esteem. Belief is a word that is sometimes associated with magic or religion, and I think because of that, the very real and scientific power of belief sometimes gets lost or overlooked. The other reason I see people struggle with the idea that belief is a powerful part of their healing process is a misunderstanding of how the mind works a part of them does believe they are deserving of being treated better or a better life. It's the other parts of their brain and psyche that have to be dealt with for that belief to become powerful enough for actual change. You might fall into that first category if you consider yourself a very practical person, if you consider yourself somebody very grounded in reality and the facts, what you can see and touch. You may also fall into this category if you put a lot of power and emphasis on what other people are saying or doing to you and the choices that they are making. You might fall into the second group if any positive statement you're making about yourself and your self-esteem is followed with a but or a qualifier. So you might say, I know I deserve better, but... These are my circumstances. I know I'm deserving of love, but this is how everyone in my family treats me. Would it surprise you though to hear that the biggest barrier between you and the life that you want is your current beliefs? The very thing that you might think doesn't have any power in your life might be exactly the thing that is holding you back. If your beliefs are that you can't change your circumstances You can't help where you came from. If you find yourself saying things like, well, this is all I know, or this is how I was raised, or I can't help it, you actually have some very powerful beliefs. They just aren't beliefs that are helping you. So today I really want to focus on this idea of beliefs and how it's working in your life, because when you are trying to make a difference in your life and improve yourself, It can become very frustrating very quickly if you're not actually seeing any change. And it may very well be because these beliefs or your idea around beliefs hasn't been addressed yet. It can feel like trying to run away from something that you're actually physically chained to. You can't get very far and you might even get yanked back and fall on your face. So let's start with where beliefs come from because I want you to really understand this part of it in order for you to be able to address them in a way that will actually cause the shift that you're looking for. Beliefs are often looked at as truths, or at the very least as our personal truths, and this is where we get ourselves in trouble. If we're giving our beliefs an unproven right to qualify as a truth, we're setting ourselves up to be stuck. How many times have you been in a fight with somebody because they won't agree with your beliefs? How you see it, they don't see it that way. You're saying that what they did hurt or was wrong. They don't believe that. And now you two are having this fight. It's because fundamentally your beliefs are not necessarily truths. And so you two are not necessarily going to agree. You may very well have different beliefs. The same thing happens within your own head. Our brain is super complex and is designed with fail-safes in place to keep you alive and keep you safe. And so these parts may have different beliefs. I want you to really understand this idea of varying beliefs so that you can honestly look at your beliefs as something that can shift and change or melt away or become something different. I want you to allow it to be the fluid and changing and learning and evolving thing that it is, instead of allowing it to be something solid and unmoving like a truth. Now we will talk about beliefs that are true, because some beliefs are true, but not all beliefs are true. And so I want you to be open to that possibility if you want to see real change. So let's talk about where beliefs come from. Our beliefs come from lessons we've learned throughout life, especially the early developmental years of your life. And because we all had different experiences growing up, we learned different beliefs. Consider a child that is born to two mentally and emotionally healthy parents that really want to be parents and are parenting intentionally. Imagine that this child is told frequently that they are loved and that is demonstrated to them. Because their parents pay attention, respect what they are saying, meet their needs, meet as many of their wants as they can, they keep their child safe, and they let their child know how happy they are that this child is part of their family. What is this child learning to believe about herself? Well, she's believing that she's loved, that her voice matters, that she belongs with her family, that she is an important part of her family, that it's safe to ask for what she wants, that she is deserving of being heard. These are her beliefs. Her life is teaching her this to be true. Now let's look at a different child. He is born to parents that are not mentally and emotionally healthy. They wanted him, but they have no idea how to parent, and their own life circumstances is overwhelming them. And so when he cries, he's told to shush. And when he needs something, he's told he can't have it. And when he's wanting affirmation that he is loved, they're too overwhelmed to give that to him and they tell him to go away, not now, don't bother them. What is he learning to believe about himself? That he doesn't have a right to his voice? That he doesn't deserve to have his needs met? Is his belief that he is loved shaken? And if his own parents can't love him, does he even deserve love? What beliefs are formed? Now let's imagine that these two babies were born in the same hospital on the same day. And I walk you in there and I show you both babies. Would you be able to look at those two children and tell me, well, this one is clearly deserving of love and this one isn't. This one obviously deserves to have their needs met and this one does not. Can you look at a baby and tell me that? The obvious truth here is both babies, of course, are deserving of being loved and cared for and having their needs met and having every opportunity provided to them and our wish for any baby is that they can have their best possible life right we would never look at an infant and say well you deserve this but you don't why is this important because for that second child the truth is different than the beliefs do you see how that works so we can believe things that are true and we can believe things that are not true Because those are the lessons we've been taught through life. And they seem true, okay? I get that. I feel that. It seems true. All the evidence up to this point has certainly made it look like that's true. I want you to imagine we're doing a scientific experiment. I have two groups. I have a control group that is not taking any medicine. And I have another group that's taking a pill every single day. And let's say that the group that is taking a pill every single day keeps getting sick. And so the logical belief would be this medicine doesn't actually make anybody better. It makes people sick. But what if I also looked at the water they were taking the pill with? What if that water was actually contaminated and the water was making them sick, not the pill? It's important to look at all the variables to get to the real truth. So you see, if your life was like that little boy's, the truth might feel like You're not deserving. You can't make waves. Things can't be better for you. This is just how life is. But let's look at where those life lessons were coming from. Let's look at the parents. What was the first thing I said about them? They were not mentally and emotionally healthy. So the vessel that was delivering these life lessons was contaminated. The way a parent chooses to parent is based on their own beliefs and experiences. So if your parent parented through a contaminated idea of what right and wrong is, what love looks like, if they're fighting their own battles and don't have any time or energy or patience left for you, the life lessons that you were getting from those experiences were contaminated with their story. And I want to illustrate this point to you from a different angle just to really drive this home. Have you ever had the experience of somebody telling you something that happened to them, something good or something bad? They're painting this picture of their experience, and they sincerely believe they are being honest with you. They in no way think that they're lying or exaggerating. As far as they are concerned, you are getting the story 100% true. But then you talk to the other person involved, or you see a video of what actually transpired, and they were way off. The way that they told it, it no way matched. What really happened? Why is that? We've already established they weren't lying. So why is that? Because their beliefs and prejudices and their understanding of themselves in the situation is the filter through which they viewed the experience. And so their perception of what is true might not actually be the reality. Makes sense? We've all been there. We've all seen this happen. So are you beginning to understand That what you have labeled as truth because you believe it may not be true at all. So what can you do if you're listening to this and you're starting to recognize that maybe, just maybe, some of these beliefs that are keeping you stuck where you're at aren't true and you maybe don't have to believe them because maybe the source of these experiences and these beliefs was contaminated. What do you do? I want you to go back to the beginning. I want you to picture yourself as that new baby. If you can find a picture of yourself at that age, go do that. And I want you to consider what has a higher probability of being true. That you as that tiny little infant clearly was undeserving of a good life. You clearly were not deserving of love. Or that you came into this world, this precious new innocent baby, absolutely deserving of love, and safety, and belonging, and respect, and an amazing future. And those are the beliefs that are true. And some of these other beliefs can be challenged and let go of. So I want to take a quick moment here to explain why it is so important to shift these beliefs. We've talked about saying no. We've talked about not self-rejecting. We've talked about standing up for ourselves. We've talked about accepting what we deserve, We've talked about being mindful of who we let into our life and our boundaries. If we do these things and how we do these things is in part determined by what result we believe we will get. If you're trying to say no, but you don't actually believe you have the right to say no, you might not say no very seriously and it might not be taken as serious. And then you're going to think, well, this doesn't work. Saying no backfired on me. Same thing for asking for what you want and not self-rejecting. If you ask, but you ask as if you're expecting the answer to be no, it makes it really easy for the person you're asking to say no. And then you're going to think, well, this just doesn't work for me. But your belief behind it is affecting it and that is affecting your outcome. If you put a boundary in place, like you know you absolutely have a right to that boundary and somebody wants to test that boundary, it's not going to be that hard to not back down. And they will stop pushing that boundary. But if you are doubting whether or not you even have a right to a boundary, they're going to push on it, your boundary is going to crumble, you're going to get walked all over, and you're going to think, boundaries don't work with this person. Do you see how powerful beliefs are? So what I want you to do this week is take a look at what you believe, what you maybe have accidentally labeled as truth, and weigh that against what is actually true, that you are deserving of love, of safety, of belonging, of respect. Weigh the beliefs that you have against what is actually true. And when these beliefs come up, these doubts and these buts come up, I want you to consider where they might have come from that maybe was a corrupted source. What filter did it come to you through that maybe wasn't a very clean filter or a very healthy filter? Give yourself permission to be a bit of a scientist about this and really start to evaluate what you've believed that maybe isn't true for you and what you could maybe believe instead. If you would like help resetting the beliefs that your life is running on, send me a message. We'll get you on my schedule for a free strategy session on how you can do that. Thank you for joining me this week. I hope this was powerful for you. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.